the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome to uh, uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. Dave is uh, out today uh, doing some personal business. I think he may be on vacation. Uh, good for him. Um, this is Alan Kerr. I'm filling in for Dave, um, previous insurance commissioner, previous state legislator, and uh, happy to be here this morning. And uh, with me, I've got the power panel with me this morning. Uh, uh, Dallas Green. Hi. Wave at the camera, Dallas. Uh, Elizabeth Saltolero. Good job. <laughs> and uh, Heather Beach. Good morning. All right, we've got the got the female power panel here this morning, and and um, I think they might have an opinion or two. I, I don't know for sure, Just but a few. Uh, <laughs> a I think they've saved a few for me. <laughs> but uh, we're here this morning to talk about uh, all things politics and uh, um, everything that's going on in the state right now. Um, I, I guess, hey, today is election day. Mm-hmm. It is. Today's election day uh, in, in Little Rock area, Pulaski County. They need sign waivers on corners this morning. So if you're available for a couple hours this morning. Um, Do they? Yeah. They, Go by get a hold no, of me and I'll get you a Sign home. waivers on which side? Uh, against the against tax. The against tax. the tax. I mean, I don't know there's any other option, is there? No, not in my not, book. Not here, not in this opinion. votes not, for a tax increase on their self? I mean, especially for a giraffe. Uh, people that, <laughs> exactly. People that don't show up to vote are voting for a tax increase. Mm-hmm. Correct. Right. And a lot of people don't know about these <laughs> that's, special that's elections. Votes. They don't know about the special elections. And uh, last time we had a tax increase, it was supposed to go to the police department and for parks. And instead, they didn't go to the police department. It actually, And they shut down two golf courses here. Here in Little Rock, yes. so we're not so, sure right. where the money went. But where, now where we need a giraffe. Yeah, we need a giraffe. Yeah. And last I mean, time we got just a, giraffe. a giraffe, a thirty million, yeah, thirty dollar million dollar giraffe. <laughs> and the last time we bought a giraffe, it killed the other giraffe. So you know, <laughs> maybe a thirty million dollar giraffe doesn't kill giraffes. Sound like maybe it was a thirty so. million dollar hit on the other giraffe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, like a killer giraffe. <laughs> killer giraffe. And I believe uh, really sticking I think I've its seen neck that out. I believe a zoo gave a twenty five thousand dollars to. Donate to run this campaign, not campaign, but well, I guess so. election. You're going to get a thirty million dollar return. Yeah. That's a yeah. pretty good investment, right? Yeah, pay to good. play. Pay I think play. it's actually more than that. Um, let me double check, but I almost think it's seventy. Is you it? gals have the details on Little Rock. Yeah, I've now. been looking it up. I mean, I live here, so it's, a, what, a 40, it's going to affect 40, me. The Arkansas uh, Zoological Foundation gave twenty five thousand to support the campaign for the Little Rock tax increase. They are expected to receive forty million from the tax collections, including thirty million for a new draft. Wow, that, that's millions. Wow, that's a pretty good investment, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good return. Twenty five thousand to pay to get that's a get forty very million. Good return. I had to do yeah. the division on that, but I'm not that good at math. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm smart enough to know, I'm intelligent enough to know that's that's a good investment. Yeah. So early yeah. voting for what over two weeks and we're good to go now. Today's the day. Today's yep. the day. Today's the day. So you need to get out and vote today. Yep. You um, have to. It's crazy. And 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 if you want to sign wave or poll watch or whatever. It, it, I know, I know how to get you hooked it's up. It's probably a little late for the poll watching for well, today. But you may already be a poll watcher. But if you're not and you want to do it in the future, we're going to keep telling you, go down and yeah. talk to your county clerk about working in the election. That's where you well, go and what you do. You get paid. You don't have to spend much time if you don't have it I know to spend. two or, people that are going to have classes to yes. train poll workers. Yeah. And if that is something you would like to do. You can also reach out to me or Heather or Elizabeth, and we'll get you plugged in. Well, one of the best ways to do that is uh, my wife is chairman of the Pulaski County Republican Committee, Mm -hmm. and meets every third Thursday of every month at the Republican Party headquarters uh, over here in Little Rock. So uh, you can go by there, and she can get you hooked up. My club meets tonight in Saline County. And I thought we were meeting. Tuesday night at 6.30 um, on the second Tuesday. Um, You're tonight. I have Jason Rapert tonight. Thursday night is the Pulaski County. Yeah, Thursday the night. Second week. Third week. Third week. Third it's the Thursday. Third, oh, Thursday. It's third Thursday. Thursday. It's that weird month. Yeah. Yeah, you get a weird, weird month, month this month. On. So, yeah. yeah. We have like, it, it's it, a long month. It See, comes I never early. know the date. I always know yeah. the week. Yeah. I it comes early. That this month. The I'm second confused. Thursday of the month is the Pulaski County Women's Group. Right. That's right. Yes. That's for right. lunch. So, I'm, I'm a member on that one. Right. <laughs> yeah. Again, we'll urge you, though, if you're listening and you're interested, just contact one of us. We can get you around. We can have you come to these meetings. You yeah. need to join up. You need to get busy. We got things right. to do. That's right. Yeah. Sure. A lot. A lot. There's yeah. a lot to do. And it's refreshing to be around people in the same mindset. A lot of people are like, I don't want to go and stuff. And then they get in there and they're like, I love these well, people. These good. are my people. Yeah, well, because you can actually not worry about what you say. Exactly. Well, if you ever know where your people are, they're meeting every Thursday, every third Thursday. <laughs> or second Thursday. At the Republican Party headquarters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in Faulkner County, every single Thursday at yep. lunch at Larry's Pizza. It's in Faulkner the, County, they meet every week? It's yeah. not the GOP. It's not the GOP. It's oh. informed citizens It's the Faulkner Patriots. County. Oh, oh. I okay. love some Patriots. Yeah. And if you, if you are in Faulkner County, it's the platform hey, Republicans. Yes, Monday. exactly. <laughs> So they meet at U.S. Pizza in Faulkner County. Larry's, Larry's Pizza. Pizza. Larry's Sorry. Pizza. It's okay. Sorry, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always got to be about the food, right? In it is Faulkner about the County, food. we always yeah. meet around a yeah. restaurant somewhere. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to eat. So uh, might as well do it while you're uh, meeting on politics. But um, no kidding, uh, folks. The, uh, the, the, the elections today, today's your last day to, to make your voice heard. And uh, you need your voice heard. We're going to have the largest uh, tax in Arkansas. It's it's going to be more and more expensive living in Pulaski I County. I think they and compared Arkansas. it to New York City. We're going to have <clears throat> a higher tax, higher, yes. tax higher than, than what New York. New York City has. I mean, that's and New York City. Yeah, we're higher. not a rich city. We're not a rich a rich well, state. No. Well, we're an impoverished just, state. Right. So to me, this is an assault on impoverished. It's in, right. it's also an assault on the single parent living paycheck to paycheck. Exactly. Everything is increasing the gas pump it is. everything well, so and, and, it's, just, it's just an attack on people that are just barely making well, it that's what my dad would call insult to injury i mean you've got um you got inflation right. that's that's jumped up there you've got gas has jumped we're up coming there. off all this we already COVID have the craziness yeah. where people Th- thank couldn't you work. mr o'biden and and of course i was reading in in, in newsmax yesterday that <clears throat> yeah. o'biden 
I like it. I call him O'Biden. I like too. it. I heard I that. Mean, it's I, I didn't. I had to not do that on purpose. Yeah, I've heard it so much that I don't even. I did, it, it's like normal it now. O'Biden. I, I think that I like really that. is his name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, raising groceries and utilities. Um, it's going to uh, hurt, hurt struggling families. There's no guarantee on how how this money is going to be spent. All you, you know, it's it's rhetoric. You know, it's just what he says. Um, the but, slush fund. Yeah. Um, this is a great editorial in the Dim Gaz. Was it yesterday? Or yeah, the day Baker Curtis. With all yes. those details. And I, like I mean, Baker. it curled my yeah, hair. He did. That was a really good editorial that he wrote. Higher than New York City. Raising taxes will hurt economic recovery and development. Um, yeah. I mean, people aren't going to come here and, and try to bring their businesses and employees if if the tax rate right. is off the charts. And it's already and, high in and, Rock. Well, right. I mean, it, it's in other states we've got uh, that are surrounding us. We, they don't have a, um, a an income tax, a state income tax. Right. Okay. We have an state income tax, and we're raising the sales tax, right. too. I mean, come on. Well, it's people. also driving businesses into the suburbs, and come it's on. depleting the city. Right. Yeah. It's going to look like Detroit if I'm we don't to, do something I'm quick. Move to, I'm about to move to Benton. They don't keep Faulkner up County. with with what you're paying your taxes on. It's just like the last time they did the ta- tax hike, you know, there's no credibility for you. There's no track. Nobody's tracking to see where this money's going. That's and right. There's no scary. accountability. And the last time it didn't go where it was supposed to go. Right. Right. Exactly. So. They shut down two golf courses. Like, two golf courses. Two golf courses here in Little Rock. That should have. That what is it? War Memorial. That should have got, got, got some people's Hyman? attention, you know. I think so. Is it Hyman? What's the other one they shut? There was uh, one over the one next to War Memorial. No, I know no, War Memorial, one, but then what's the other one? Hyman? Toward Southwest Little Rock. That's, that that one. would be yeah, off of University. It's kind of behind yeah, where one. First Tee. Yeah, they got one. rid of First Tee. I don't no. know about that. They got See, rid of golf course. I don't play you golf. You don't play so. golf? <gasps> no, no, you don't. They didn't shut out First Tee. Isn't that crazy for an insurance guy not to play golf? How do you get any business done? Right. Well, while everybody else is playing golf, I'm writing business, oh, okay. so you know <laughs> that works. Yeah, uh, women buy all the insurance pretty much. Ninety percent right. of the insurance right. is purchased by, by by wives, and so when their husbands on the golf course, I'm writing life insurance. Right? Them, okay. You know, so yeah, because they're about ready to kill them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not sure they're coming home. <sighs> yeah, we're going to sign up this five million dollar life insurance. Yeah. Fund. yeah. Sure, oh, yeah. go play golf, Ganson. Go play golf. Did y'all hear that sound? <laughs> that, was, that was the sound of my wife rolling her eyes in West Little Rock. You can hear it from here. Tell her says, we got it. We got it. We got you. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> no, you're right oh, about women buying insurance. Oh, yeah. I just went yeah. through the they make whole all process. Those decisions. Yeah, because we, uh, my insurance agent worked for a certain well-known <clears throat> company, and that company got bought out. And yeah, uh, yeah it was not nice. It right. was not nice. He was, I, you know, I don't understand this like you would, but I know you can sell extra lines of insurance, and he mm-hmm. was doing, you know, doing very well. <clears throat> but when the uh, business changed, he was told he could not do those extra lines, and then yeah. they upped his quota. Yeah, I'm like, really? He decided he didn't want to stay there, so he's on his own. He's doing well, and uh, if you need to know anything about a great insurance agent in Faulkner County, call me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Or I sell insurance in Faulkner County. And, I mean, I yeah, can do that. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're statewide. Well, he is too. I mean, he's yeah. located in Faulkner County. Okay. But yeah, I just did all the insurance for our house all over again. 
Did you really? And we did it last year. That's, you know, there's, I know it's harder on you, but it's hard on the homeowner. You got to pull together all the stuff. It is. It is. You might, well just, you might as well just keep a file. We're going to have to uh, go into a quick break. We got to make some money. Uh, this is Alan Kerr in for Dave Ellswick. We'll be right back after these very important messages. Good morning. Uh, this is Alan Kerr in for Dave Ellswick. Dave is on a well-deserved vacation. I uh, hope he uh, has a very good time. Uh, we're counting on that, Dave. You need to have a good time for all of us. That's right. That's right. We want to live vicariously. Yeah, right. on, on the, the on the beach and the mountains, it, it, yeah. in, in your backyard. We don't really care as get long as you take some time. Get coffee and get out off. there right now. <laughs> That's right. Before the sun comes up. <laughs> That's right. Well, I hope he's sleeping late. <laughs> no, I really do. He needs to be getting ready right now to go out. <laughs> we are here this morning with the power panel: uh, Dallas Green, Elizabeth Saltillero, um, and Heather Beach. Yes. <laughs> Saltillero. See, I got that right. Twice in a row. Twice yeah. in a row. Man, you get a, you yeah. get a kudo. She's yeah. Sicilian, people. Uh, <laughs> look <funny>. out. <laughs> She's Sicilian. Yeah. She's going to make you a deal. Anybody out there knows the difference between yeah. Italian yes, and yeah. Sicilian. Well, yeah, she's got a guy. You know, to take care of everything. So. She's going to make you a deal. You can't. <laughs> make what you is a deal. it? A deal you can't refuse? That's right. But we're talking this morning about. About the, the, the city tax uh, for the city of Little Rock and and uh, all things politics, but mostly the tax. Now, um, we've got some other things going on in the country right now. We'll get to that in just a second. But uh, if you haven't gotten out and voted in early voting, today's the election day. <clears throat> it's not election. We're not electing anything, are we? Today is, is, is special. More taxes. Special election, election. for voting and anybody that goes out and votes did somebody take more money out of your pocket i just don't understand that zero sense especially when what we're doing now isn't being spent the way we were told it would be well right. i mean and not voting is voting yes that's so correct you need to go vote today's the day the polls open till <laughs> seven tonight i think so is it correct. seven yes. yes i think so seven. yeah um how many people did you tell me already voted seven thousand seven thousand Seven thousand for a special election. That's that's a pretty that's, nice, that's a good in. It, you know, for, well, by comparison, school board elections. If you get one hundred and fifty to show up, you're doing really good. It's embarrassing <laughs> that we are talking about mm-hmm. seven thousand for Little Rock being a good voter turnout. I yeah, think it's well, but the trick here is Democrats like to vote early. Yeah, so we don't know who those seven thousand oh, no. are. Exactly. Obviously, yeah, you need do to not go sit back home don't today. Say. Don't yeah. assume. Do yeah. not assume. Do not so assume. So we need we need seventy five hundred no votes to come out today. Correct. And if and nobody else votes. Yeah. Yep. Now, I, and, now I know a couple of those votes were no, because me and my wife went and voted. Yeah. Do you guys have polling places or polling centers? In other words, you have precincts all over or just a We have voting? precincts all over. I believe. Okay. Yeah. So all yeah, those I think precincts. all over yeah. today. Yeah, there there's one there's Yeah, there they're all over. Yeah. You should know where yours right. is. Very close by. Go vote. I believe they are all they're all open. I'll get that out in a second. It's a little early, but um, I voted out there at that library off of Chanel. Yeah, yeah, Rolling Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so did I. So they get you very in and out easy. Sign. Yeah, I very easy. I went in. I voted. Yeah. I went out. I wasn't yeah. there. It take ten minutes. Five minutes. I don't, I don't yeah. think I was there five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no um, reason. Don't yeah. people that say, "Oh, I don't have time to vote." I, that's a lot. Yeah, we did it on the way to lunch. Right. That's when you, you go early and you do it yeah. early because there are no lines and you go in and you go out and it doesn't even literally take yeah. five minutes. Hardly. Right. 
And it's yeah. not a Republican-Democrat thing. I mean, this is going to affect every single person in Little Rock. That's right. If you buy goods in Little Rock, you are right. going to be affected. I've had a lot of people on Facebook saying, well, I'm just going to stop eating now. I was like, well, it's going to hit you <laughs> at the grocery store, it's too. It's not just going to so affect right. Little yeah. Rock. It's going to affect regressive. the suburbs. It's, it's going to affect the whole state because the, Little Rock is our capital. And yeah. if our capital is city is, is ruins, right. <laughs> then the, the whole state will just follow along. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to drive more people to Benton and Bryant and surrounding um, areas. Faulkner County. So what happened with Pulaski County in the preliminary census results? Does anybody know? Are we seeing a huge number of people leaving is what I'm wondering. I think there I don't was remember. A I haven't seen. I think there was. Find a map. Well, there but was said, there was a slight increase. But it was increase. very small. But it, but it was very small compared west. to the last ten thousand uh, last, uh, last ten census, the, the last, last ten census. years ago. Yeah. So it was all out west. Right. Oh yes, we, northwest Arkansas. We, no, we west, really west, west Little Rock. Rock. Yes. Oh, okay. West we Rock. we really expected to see a uh, a much larger increase based on previous uh, decades. Yeah. Um, and it was minuscule. It, it was not near what they well, expected. Because people it to be. aren't wanting to stay here because of mm-hmm. the taxes and the environment. And right. Little Rock, of course, is right. getting more dangerous. The crime's That's what I think right. about because I travel into the city so often. Right. It's the crime you know, and the, the homeless crime. people homeless that are standing situation. on everything. Um, another thing, if you kind of want to know where your money's going, the tax money from this last hike, um, the mayor's private security is costing 300000 a year. For his oh. private security? No, 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 no. It's double that. <laughs> oh, yeah. 600000 right? $600,000. He spent 600000 over the last year for on his, his private entourage. security. Well, but that security. needs to happen because he's an important guy. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then I think he's paying $13,000 for these speeches. What? what he's getting. Yeah. Mm. For somebody to write his speech, he's paying $13,000 for a wow. speech. Does so. he not have a friend that can write a speech? I don't know. I'm doesn't, not his, business, doesn't his New York friend, much. Mr. Bloomberg, I mean, write I his know, speeches I'm for him? I'm not that not that up on speech writing, but I know if I'm going to do something, I'm going to have a friend of mine that is good at that stuff. I'll have to sit down Why and have a talk have with him, and they'll staff, write it up for me. Somebody, exactly. I mean, That's somebody what I'm saying. City. He's just not very efficient. To me, he should have someone on staff that can do speech writing for him, right. not someone that he has to pay $13,000 for. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. Why should he be efficient? It's not his money. It's not his money. Exactly. It's public money. Just as, you know, I mean, just we, that you're... <sighs> don't you I call mean, that plundering? I can't Democrats even think... Consider, <laughs> Democrats consider it to be confident. their money. I mean, just that you're competent. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not efficient. Just that you want to prove that you're competent. Yeah. Well, well that's I, not part of the platform, don't you know? Did the previous mayor have to have that kind of security? No, no. no. Then what are you doing that causes you to need that kind of security? That's what I want to exactly. That's, you see, I mean, let's take let's step back and take a look at this. See, this is the mind boggling. Why that am goes I upsetting on? people so much that I have to have six hundred thousand dollars in expenditures for security? Exactly. I mean, and why do I think. not realize that the people are unhappy about that? Right. Yeah. Well, see, I, that's I think, the mind boggling. First off, care. I think I would get a police chief. <laughs> that might help. <laughs> That everybody just wasn't that that my that, that my police have, officers yeah. would work for exactly mm-hmm. you know? somebody they respected yeah they don't respect how you if you don't respect your leader well look at our country yeah are we talking about leadership again <laughs> sorry yeah we're we're back to leadership yeah see this time just flies by and <laughs> and we we get in these little arguments so now I've got to take a break in in two minutes that you say I've got.
20 seconds. Uh. 20 seconds. We got 20 seconds. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Got any more to say? Say it now. Last word. 10 seconds. All right. This is Alan Kerr in for Dave Ellswick. We're going to take a, a break here at the bottom of the hour and rewrite back with the power panel. Thanks. We'll see you in just a few minutes. Good morning. This is Alan Kerr in for Dave Ellswick. Dave Ellswick's on vacation, and we have the power panel in this morning. Uh, oh, Lord. And... Uh, <laughs> We've got Are you Dallas. drowning in estrogen, we, sir? We, oh, we, we've got Dallas Green. I'm no, I, there's, there's no shortage of opinions, I can tell you that. Uh, I have Dallas Green. We have uh, Elizabeth Saltalero. Got it right again. Three times. Heather Beach yes. over here to my far left. And uh, these ladies have uh, got lots of opinions. We're talking about the, uh, the, the, the sales tax uh, this morning for the city of Little Rock. Today's election day. We need you to get out and vote and vote no against this, okay. uh, this tax. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, And encourage people to go vote. Yeah. Uh, go, Take friends with you. Grab to vote. a friend. Some peer pressure. Yeah. Grab a friend. Grab a relative. Go assuming, back later and wave signs. Assuming they're uh, um, a registered voter. And, and go back and wave signs. When you go vote, go back and, and, and yeah. pick up a sign on a street corner and, and help them yeah. wave signs. It's, right. That's right. They need help. Pam, <clears throat> Pam with America uh, Prosperity. America for prosperity. Yeah. Americans for they're, prosperity. They're working really hard um, to make sure this tax does not go through. Yeah. They usually they're do. looking for sign waivers today. Right. And phone bankers probably. Did I yes. tell you all how I got into to, to politics? Yes. You know, I'm a, I'm a state. What uh, year was that? Oh, don't. Let's not go back there. <laughs> um, uh, about 2004. What was, your first, what was your first foray? My first foray was uh, Pulaski County um justice of the peace and uh at the quorum court and the reason i got into that and and i talked to dave about this yesterday um uh dave kind of kind of helped me out and supported me and and uh got me on the air and everything so uh happily running my insurance business and somebody comes along and say hey we we need your help and um uh, i went to a couple of quorum court meetings you know i wasn't going to run for office i mean that's crazy why would you do that Uh, why don't you do that to yourself look at what you did and uh um, they at that point in time they were running a countywide tax for it called a jail tax, and and for this for this optics they were letting people out of the jail. There's yep. pictures on the front page of the paper. Like there wasn't room. Uh, letting prisoners out of the yep. jail. We don't we can't afford to keep them, so we're letting them go. They're all going to be in your front yard by morning. And <laughs> um, uh, we fought that tax and defeated it. Yes, defeated that tax and uh at the same time i was running for for justice of the peace because um they needed leadership they said they they didn't have enough money and um i've run businesses all my life i mean from very very small and uh uh when i got elected they were five million dollars in the red according to their books okay when i left two years later to go to the uh the state house they were 10 million in the black uh, a good business attitude always changes government. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, and and three months after uh, I was uh, elected, we found out that the county comptroller was uh, stealing money and had a girlfriend on the side, that kind of thing. Wow. Yeah. Who nice. had a lot of nice jewelry and lots of nice yeah, trips they've yeah. been taking. And his, wow. his, his wife was very upset. Um, <laughs> yes. Imagine that. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, uh, so he went to jail and uh they voted me and this is a, a mostly democrat um uh panel uh for the quorum court mm-hmm. they they voted me unanimously for uh uh budget chairman 
And oh. I, I took that, and we, by the time I left, we were $10 million in the black. Um, and it, and honestly, it wasn't rocket science. If you don't have it, you don't spend it. Yep. But think about it. You brought a business attitude into mm-hmm. government, right. and yeah. we all understand many people in government have never, ever held a job in private industry. They right. don't know how it works. Exactly. They think it's all free money. People yep. that yeah. don't have to make a living out of nothing have no idea what it takes to make a living right and that's why it's important to elect the right people like sheriffs and others to get them in the right places and to make sure that we fight taxes Uh, the sheriffs are really showing out right now i'm I'm proud of so many of them Uh, i've really i've gotten where i pay attention to uh, i've been so educated by the gun guys i call them the gun guys the gun owners of arkansas um, you I've all have an some, event coming up. Yeah, I'm the spokesperson. We have an event in Benton Saturday. It's from 2 to 4. It's at the Osage. And what we do is it's an education forum. And we talk about the latest gun legislation because most people don't understand our gun laws. And when I say most people, I'm talking about the law enforcement, too, unfortunately. We have a is, lot of police chiefs and sheriffs that can't keep up with the current legislation or they just don't. For you know, I have, a hard time, I have a hard time believing mm-hmm. they can't keep up with the current legislation. All they got to do is go read it. It's a little confusing. I will admit. I mean, I, when I'm there day in, day out, and then they pass things, and I'm still like, wait a minute, I don't know what's going on. But, I mean, then you have great people like uh, Sheriff Chris Brown out of uh, Cleveland County. He put out that statement about the mandates. And, yes. Uh, see, all they, of them have they, attorneys on staff. On everything. All of them have attorneys on staff. Well, and, and what the problem is is you have a lot of liberal department? attorneys that really don't want you to exercise your Second Amendment right. So let's just get right down to it. So So it's important for people to learn what the gun laws are. So I suggest you get over to Benton. Get involved with gun owners. And it's a free event. That's the thing I I want everybody to understand. Free event if you want to understand our gun laws better. That just got passed in the spring, okay, because we've got a lot of new stuff. Whatever you do, don't expect the Prosecutors Association to, to let to you know. know what the gun laws are. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. Y'all saw, y'all saw the letters over the weekend? I get so cracked up whenever they have the Prosecutors Association uh, speak up <clears throat> for uh, gun legislation. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane to me. Uh, yeah. But people well, go I, right along with it. Right. <laughs> Did they just you don't know any better. I, 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 don't know I sit up there so many times just like, what? I mean, it's just like the twilight zone. Yeah. Why would a you, lot of governments that way these days, especially the coming out of D.C. Yeah. 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 So get on over to uh, Benton Saturday from 2 to 4. It's Gun Owners of Arkansas. Where are they meeting? Uh, at the Osage in Benton. The Osage? What's the Osage? Uh, it was one of the last Sears stores. Okay. It's okay. kind of, it's kind of, uh, it's, uh, it's a, on military, off of military, it, close to the Walmart area. Okay. But you can get on Gun Owners Facebook page and see the event, or yeah. just reach out to me. But it's—I mean, we've this will be our third one. We've had one in Jonesboro. We had one in Fort Smith. It's really good. It's very impressive to uh, have the key players there in your community that will—you'll see if you go to court over right. some sort of gun and situation. It, and can explain the whys. In right. other words, here's the law, but here's why. Right. Right. So, I mean, people don't realize how important our sheriffs are. They may be the last stronghold we have. Yeah. We we have got to start vetting judges and sheriffs. Right. We can't just elect them because, hey, I know, we know them. They're, you know, do we really know them? We I went to, to Sunday school. They live in my, ne- you know, right. my next door neighbor. I've known them forever. They're nice guys. Right. You know, at this point, you can... 
heard this just the other day. You can still be friends with them. You can right. still go to church with them. You can still speak to them and everything. Just don't vote for right. them. Exactly. Well, I know a lot of people I like, but Get they like things. They view things that I feel are detrimental to our country. Right. But that doesn't mean I hate them right. or don't want to. But hang let me out say this: them. they hate you because you well, don't yeah. agree with them, and they will do everything. Not just disagree with you on the policy, but they'll do everything to take you out if they don't Haters. agree. Haters. Having but anger that's why we need our constitution. reaching success. Now, Haters. what did Jan say yesterday about the sheriffs? Don't they have oh, more power than, than what the president has? Yeah, well, actually, sheriffs? yeah. I mean, they're, they're they're your last, yeah, your last stop. Well, so you know, you need to make sure you yeah. you you're putting in a sheriff that knows what our laws are and right. what. I think we are really seeing how important these local elected officials mm-hmm. are, school board members, um, you know, with the mandates and everything. And everything. Yeah. And the buck's really going down to the sheriff. Right. And so here's what you need to ask your county sheriff. Are you a member of the Constitutional Sheriff and Peace Officers Association? Oh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know anything about <laughs> no, I'm serious, association, though. so I don't know Both, if you need that, because well, I'm not a big on associations. Well, I feel but like I'm serious here. This is the association of the <clears throat> Constitutional Sheriffs that has organized sheriffs across the country. Both of those letters we saw on social media this weekend about O Biden's <laughs> mandates <laughs> Uh, discuss the fact that both Chris Brown from yes. Cleburne County and Sheriff Tim Riles from my home county, Faulkner County, they are members of this organization. I have to uh, and they are out. telling you in their letters that they will stand and they are not going to be enforcing those types of mandates in those counties. I hope God we see them. more sheriffs do this yep. because this really sends a message to the whole community, um, you know, whoever's doing whatever, trying to clamp us down right. the sheriff isn't going for it right mm. or the sheriff is going for it makes me think about where i want to move again yeah. it's back to elections and leadership isn't it <laughs> yeah that's right yep. and it's knowing who local, the candidates are here we go again. elections local uh, yes. elections elections have consequences right. and Absolutely. illegitimate Absolutely. elections have bad illegitimate consequences Absolutely. and that's where we are right now in our country yep yeah People well, don't have faith in it. They don't have faith that, you know. It's not going to change if we don't if we keep electing liberal judges. Well, yes. and here's the other thing, gals. Y'all have heard me say this. It's not going to change if conservatives like us say, there's nothing I can do. They all cannot, you know, they control all the elections. It doesn't matter if I vote again. I just can't do anything. No, I get so that, that will never get it. And I don't think that's what the founders would appreciate. Right. Well, if there's nothing you can do, then just quit trying to even do anything at all. I get so sick of people that say that. They're worried about what their yard looks like and what their hair looks like, what their kids are doing. <laughs> but there's nothing they can do about the country they I'm live too in. Busy. Well, I'm what too is busy. the point? Are there keyboard warriors? You have keyboard warriors that just get on their phone and just constantly post things. I'm like, hey, we have this event coming up. We need some help. Okay, and then they never show up. I'm like, <laughs> Well, don't even just, post anything anymore. Like, you're just annoying at this point. Well, you know? that's, that's why I don't, you know, you, you gals have, it's good to be on social media to help promote all these right. things. It's a waste of time to argue with people on social media. I still do it. But also, <laughs> I know. And, and that's, it's a stress that's necessary. That's necessary. <laughs> you're going to hear my opinion here one way or another. I, I am not on social media. I'm not allowed on social media. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, well, and here's the I thing. Say, well, sometimes <laughs> we aren't allowed either. Facebook yeah. says you're not allowed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My wife's on social media, and she says, I'll just let you know what's going on. I'll, yeah. uh, you don't right. need to be there. Right. Well, but the fight is in, I say, in the streets. I don't necessarily mean, you know, in the ghettos, but the fight is not behind the keyboard. Right. That's not where it is. It's on the street. It's at these meetings. It's at engage. these public events. It's at the legislature. It's at your right. quorum court oh, meetings, your city council meetings. I'm just asking everybody just your to go to one board thing. Yeah. Just one thing just a year. Go. Yeah. We just have, go. We if have people a big, would just go to one thing. We have a big medical freedom rally coming up oh, yeah. on the 29th of this month at the Capitol at 12 o'clock. At and we noon. have... Um, it's going to be pretty big. We've got people from all over the state coming. A lot of our legislators are going Medical to be speaking. Medical freedom. That means mask, not yeah. mask. Morgan is yeah. not mask. That means you get to decide this is, what you want this to do is when again? It's going to be on Wednesday, September 29th at 12 o'clock at the Capitol. We're going to have truck drivers there. We're going to have medical people there. Our legislator, a lot of our legislators Elizabeth are going said to that's at noon. Yes, at yeah. noon. noon. High noon. Yeah, high noon. High noon. Yeah. Well, that's the day our legislature reconvenes. Re- reconvenes. Right. So okay. That's yeah. why we're there that day. Yes. By the way, it, they're not going in the special session. I want to put that out there. Not this it's time. not a special session. Right. They never signy died. Therefore, reconvene. They're reconvening. Thank they you. just recessed. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, we've but got another break that we've got to get in here, and uh, and they um, tabled Senate Bill two ninety eight. So maybe it's time to bring it back since they yes. tabled it. Yes. I forgot. Yeah. Considering yeah. what we're going through right exactly you know like dave does um (laughs) we have a break to get into we will be right back with the power panel uh dallas green elizabeth sotelero heather beach and um all the opinions you can possibly think of we've got right here so uh everybody come back and uh join us again for our last segment of the power panel good morning this alan kerr filling in for dave ellswick on the dave ellswick show very early in the morning i it's it's hard for me to so hard for me to get myself together this early in the morning but we do it i'm here with a power panel dallas green elizabeth saltalero and heather beach got those names down there you go yeah and uh we're talking all things politics and and they're giving their opinions um we have uh um today is tax day um uh not tax day you're gonna have to pay your taxes uh, well, tax if we election get a bad day. Vote, it'll yeah. be tax. Today day. is tax election day, and uh, it'll be tax day every time you go to the to the to the store. Uh, pay your bills, pay your your utility bills. Anything is all going to be taxed a little higher if oh. if this tax goes through. And also, California recall is today. That you could know, change we, a lot of things. We, we probably should have should talk about should touch about that. California recall is today. They're recalling the California governor. Um, now is. Today isn't whether they decide if yes which governor it, it's the the person it's not whether he's recalled or not. I understand that it's kind of a combination thing. In other words, they've already said they're going to recall him with the petition, so now right. they're having the vote. But it's the individual who gets the most votes. You know, Mister Elder is. They say not in the high polls right now that, that Gavin Newsom is still leading. Wouldn't like and a, when they're shooting at you, you're but, in the yeah, high polls. Right like they have a jungle primary there, don't they? Yeah, they do. Sort of, kind of. And yeah. then when uh, Rose McGowan came out this weekend oh, yeah. and stood on stage with Larry Elder and talked about being bought off in the Weinstein scandal, it didn't help wow. Mr. Newsom. Wow. Greasy in fact, Gavin she said, I'm Newsom. not a Democrat anymore. I'm ready to be uh, to support Mr. Elder. Rose yeah. but you know, locally. Vocal. Very vocal. She's so, been vocal for a long time. Okay. Same message. We have to check this out. But so, She's at, by the end of the day, we'll know there's if there's a new governor. I believe or not. tonight we will know. Okay. Yeah, and it they could be said Larry by Elder. October we should have a new governor. In by October. 
in California. That's why the Democrats are in a panic, and they had to have you know. Was it Biden and Pelosi and whoever went out over the weekend? And how many electoral votes is that California holds? Is it twenty eight or something? Oh, it's a ton. It's a lot. It's a lot. So I mean, yeah, that's a lot. Lot at stake for them. Yeah, it is. But you know, the silly season started really, really early this year. Silly season. Yeah, you know the political. You've heard that before. Yeah. I mean, we're how many months out before filing period, and we're already. You guys are having a couple of candidates on Thursday night in Pulaski yeah. County. Yeah. 2022. Yes. And you need to come out and find out who these candidates are. Yeah. Folks. We have uh, a Pulaski County Republican Committee is going to meet the Thursday of this week at the uh, Republican um, headquarters uh, here in Little Rock. And uh, Jake Baquette and, uh, is uh, running for Senate against. Yes. Um, He's in the Bozeman race. Right. Against Bozeman. And then Joseph Woods is running for lieutenant governor. It's Wood. Wood. One Wood. Wood. One Wood. One Wood. Joseph Wood. I'm sorry, yeah. And Joseph. if you have never heard Mr. Wood, I highly urge you to come speak to he's him. He's a sharp he guy. Is yes. a he is a Republican running Northwest man. Arkansas, Washington County. Yes. Yeah, he's, Washington he's County, county judge. judge he's there. running Northwest Arkansas as right. a Republican. Right. He, he, was, he's got he was literally on. left in the streets of Chicago as an infant. Yeah, he, he has a very orphan. powerful he personal a very story. Powerful and story. He does. He and his wife both. His wife, June. his wife June is, is great. very, very powerful. They're a dynamic too. couple. We need to. Yeah, they're both Republicans yeah. that came out of Chicago. Yes. so you and can learn a lot they're, from them. They're very relevant too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Come, they're come out. I, I, they're connected it, to the people. Yeah. 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 Whether you you want them for lieutenant governor or not, I urge you to come out and listen to to Joseph and listen to him speak. He put out a statement about the mandates too. Yes. He's a county judge, Washington County. He was the first one in Arkansas. Some people say, well, you can't can't really see what he wants to do because he's a judge. Well, but... Whenever he's well, look what he's done in Washington County. Well, I mean, keep in mind, anything. you don't have to be a lawyer or a judge to be a county judge. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, so that's who Joseph Wood is. Now, on the Beckett, and I don't know if it's Beckett or Beckett. I really okay. haven't heard it properly. I'm not sure. Uh, Jake Beckett, Beckett is mm-hmm. running for U.S. Senate. His uncle is Chris Beckett, and his uncle is also now announced for lieutenant governor. Okay, it's an interesting on, on the Democrat family. side. Uh, no. No. Chris Paquette is running as a Republican. Oh, is he? Okay. So is Jake Paquette, but that's the interesting part of the story. Jake's father, who is Chris's brother, mm-hmm. is Jay Paquette, and he's a well-known attorney representing a lot of the school districts in Arkansas. Oh, he's the go-to attorney for school districts. Exactly. So that tells but you right he, there he so represents you school districts. He doesn't the represent the, uh, the parent. So that's anti-school choice. Well, the so, other thing is, you know, for it's me, worth asking. People need to ask. Really need to ask. What now? Well, this is why we're talking a little. For me, when I looked around and I said, well, I've never seen, I mean, not that I know everybody because I don't, but I've been around in politics for 10, 15 years here in Central Arkansas. I never heard these names before. Well, I have I'm not a football I'm a person. Advocate. I'm sorry. I don't know Razorback stuff. And I'm not a Patriot fan. I don't do football. So I didn't know these names. Yeah. So you need to look into it and find out who these people are and check them out. We're in school districts. Yep. Here we go. That's that's the music. We Uh, still have opinions. (laughs) We still have opinions. They're still coming through. The fat lady is not singing. We're still talking. It's Tuesday morning at 6 a.m. This is is the end of our power hour and uh, our power panel. Uh, Dallas Green, Elizabeth Saltillero, Heather Beach. Thank you for coming by this morning. Uh, We really enjoyed it. And uh, um, I'm going to be here next Tuesday with the same panel. <laughs> Y'all pray for me. And uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll be gentle, Alan. Yeah, we'll be gentle. Yeah.
Well, this is this has been Alan Kerr in for Dave Ellswick on the Dave Ellswick Show. We'll be right back after these messages with the. Um, um, help me out with with the Bible guys. Yes, with the Bible guys, and and they'll have some hopefully different opinions. And uh, <laughs> we'll be right back. This is Alan Kerr in for the Dave Ellswick on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, if you're wondering who this guy is hosting this morning, I am a uh, previous justice of the peace. I am a previous uh, state legislator in the House of Representatives and most recently the um, uh, previous insurance commissioner for the state of Arkansas. Uh, I've done a lot of insurance uh, since 1980s and been in insurance business since 1980. So, but I'm here this morning filling in for Dave Ellswick and... Um, I'm here with the, the the Bible guys this morning, uh, Billy Miller and Scott Stewart. They're both with a with Agape Church, and uh, they have all your uh, biblical answers. That's right, every last one. No, no, yeah. So they have all the answers, whether you whether they're right or not. Uh, we don't we don't check. But uh, uh, these guys have uh, have some pretty good insight. If you've got a question for the Bible guys, you can call us at. Uh, uh, 501-823-0965 and uh, they'll be be uh, glad to uh, to to handle that question for you and and give you some insight so how you doing guys doing good doing good this morning doing good it's nice doing to well. meet you mm-hmm. first nice time you that guys. we've done yeah. this together well yeah. i've been on here a couple times and 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 uh when you were supposed to be here and and you've had to cancel i wasn't Oh, and, right. and yeah, you have you'd had to cancel or you had something come up. I was starting to get a complex. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm glad to have you here today. I'm, I'm excited about having you on. Uh, I've got a lot of questions myself, uh, but we're going to take those other ones yeah. first. <laughs> sure. Yeah. How about you, Billy? How's that foot of yours doing? It is healing. It is not healing as fast as I would like. But when are we ever healing as fast mm-hmm. as we would like? Right. Uh, so yeah, I think you're the kind of guy who. Would- who kind of milks things so i don't really know yeah, that's just it. how poor poor pitiful me <laughs> yeah yeah he rolled in here in a in a wheelchair this morning folks so uh yeah. i have to kind of believe him that he's 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 hobbling um you just don't know him well yeah. enough yeah, oh, that's okay it. if you knew him better okay. you would know you, I was, have, you have to really be suspicious i was actually out of the wheelchair for two days um saturday and sunday and then i, I w- talked w- to the doctor yesterday was that a mistake yeah he was like yeah we, we might have done that a little early you you should probably be back in that chair is it feel free to you know when when you need to take care of transition stuff, moving around, getting from chair to chair, feel free to walk on it. But no, you don't need to be walking on that full time yet. So how long has it been anyway? Uh, nine weeks today. Yeah. 
Nine but, weeks. Yeah. Uh, but they told me that's basically a, a whole three semester. months. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> basically told me three months for a surgery of this nature. Because so. yeah. they had to go and scrape out all the cartilage and stuff, too. So. Ouch. Yeah, it's going yeah. to take, <laughs> take a while to heal up. Just, so. Oh, my God. That, just, that hurts even thinking about yeah. it. It sure does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, goodness gracious. Well, I hope you heal fast. I appreciate that. Hope I appreciate you heal well. Yeah. And, uh, and In the Lord's hands and uh, yeah. I'm confident yeah. in his ability. So. I, I, don't, I don't want you to heal fast, but I want you to heal well. So you don't have to to go through this again. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, but you don't have any surgeries. I have no surgeries. (laughs) I am healthy and whole and uh, everything is going well. Uh, just getting uh, Wait, knock on wood. Yeah, well, there's no wood in here. It's all plastic or formica. Yeah, um, but no, uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well, my friend. Thank you very much. Very good. Well, we've got we got Heidi in here. Uh, Adjusting our lighting. Taking care of yes. us. Yeah. That expensive lighting. She's yeah. adjusting the, the shade <laughs> on the window. She turned down the sun for us. That's what she just did. So. Yeah. And, uh, of course, we're missing uh, Steve, but that's, yep. that's no big loss. So, uh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, well, <laughs> Poor Steve. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> that's no big loss. <laughs> we, Hope yeah. you're listening, Steve. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. All, we love you anyway. You feel that's the love right. in that's the right. room. Feel the love. Yeah. Well, we've got some questions that have been emailed in, and uh, uh, we'll, we'll jump into those. Uh, if you've got a question for the Bible guys, 501-823-0965. Uh, this early in the morning, they, um, they've got all your, your biblical answers for you. You call us in and get your answer. You can start the day out right. That's there right, my friend. Yeah. yeah. That's so, right. Anyway, well, we'll, we're just going to kind of jump into this. Um, I've got a question here in front of me. Uh, from John, um, I was wondering if you might help me work my way through a question regarding how to walk out of my newly found messianic faith. I have been attending a service where a lot of, um, uh, I'm going to butcher some of these words, a lot of rabbinic uh, tradition and um, prayers being offered. I'm a bit confused as to why we would use prayers of the unsaved in a service that is all about salvation through the through Messiah uh, Yeshua, can't we just pray uh, prayers from our own hearts? I am missing the freedom to worship and pray to the Lord as I feel best suits my heart. I'm almost um, I uh, almost feel that I am praying someone else's prayers and trying to convey someone else's heart instead of my own. I really don't get it, get it, and I'm a bit afraid to ask the leadership about this and expose myself to possible embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's the part that that, yeah. that troubles me. Yeah, yeah. but for sure. Anyway, yeah. What, what do you guys say to that? Did I did I pronounce a lot of that right? Well, there's a couple things yeah, that were, see, uh, we'll see for an old Baptist. This <laughs> is all foreign <laughs> stuff to me. <laughs> right. Okay. So we're just gonna uh, clarify just in case people don't understand uh, the word messianic. There uh, is. Uh, the word Christian is not um, is not a uh, Hebrew phrase. No one in the first century would have ever said this. This the word Christian didn't develop until the church found their way into Antioch. Which surprise, surprise, they speak Greek there. So before it went to before it left the land of Israel, it was always referred to uh, as messianic because Hebrew is the the Hebrew word uh, for Christian is is uh, would be messianic. So it's just it's just a difference between a Hebrew word or a Greek word. Okay, Jesus was Hebrew. He spoke Hebrew. The Bible was written in Hebrew. All the apostles were Hebrew. The gospel was, did not birth in a Greek country. So why would you look at it from a Greek perspective? So 
Uh, it would not be possible to really understand Dave Ellswick if you studied him from a Chinese perspective. Right. You have to know him as an American. That's Otherwise, for darn sure. <laughs> so to really understand Jesus as he was, he was a first century rabbi of the Jewish faith. He was not an evangelical pastor of the 21st century living in Western westernized uh, America. So the, this person is talking about so his messianic faith. Apparently what he's done now is he's learned – uh, that Jesus was um, um, a Jew, first century rabbi, and he's obviously attending a, a congregation now that that is more um, uh, more Judaic um, than, um, than some Western uh, churches. Right. And the word um, uh, rabbinic, uh, apparently, this congregation has imported more uh, rabbinic uh, type prayers and liturgy. Uh, into this, um, this is a Christian organization. It's a Christian church. It's just yep. looking at it from a right. Hebraic perspective. So, um, and so, um, it would it would not be any different than, uh, let's just say, uh, like uh, you mentioned about uh, a Baptist. You, know, you have you have a lot of Baptist seminaries with um, Baptist theology, and you bring that into um, a church service, and you might like the a lot of churches will recite the Nicene Creed. On a Sunday morning, or right. they'll recite things from uh, antiquity. This church is doing the same thing. They're just reciting things that are more Hebraic. But, of course, obviously here he's referring to um, right. the writings of the rabbis. So, and, um, and as far as praying someone else's prayers, understand that your Messiah did that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he was part of a culture that the the things that the rabbis are still doing today, and we do some liturgy. Uh, we don't do a tremendous amount of, of liturgy at Ahava, but we probably spend half an hour, forty five minutes. Yeah, we probably um, should clarify that the Ahava is uh, our our church. Um, we have obviously we're a um, church. We have our services on on Sunday, like most churches do, but we do have a Saturday or mm-hmm. Sabbath service, and this is geared towards people of the Jewish faith who have found Jesus, who have found Messiah. And there's a service created for that people, just like you might have a church that has a youth service, which is geared towards youth. Right. That we have a service that is geared towards those who are were born and raised Jewish who have found Messiah, and now we have a service for them, and it's called Ahava, which is the Hebrew word for the word love right. or agape. So, so not only do we do some of the traditional liturgy um, that Messiah would have done, um, but he also endorsed this when. His apostles came and asked, how should we pray? He didn't say, pray from your heart. Now, do I believe that that is absolutely 100% appropriate? Absolutely. You should be praying what's on your heart. But do not completely discount um, these prayers that have been established, some of them for thousands of years at this point. Um, There is a purpose behind those things. Um, We're going to get to, I I think there's a question about uh, the, the high holy days that are coming up. Uh, and my answer to part of that is going to be the same as the answer to this, because Messiah did. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, I, I want to. I want to be like Jesus. I want to be like Yeshua. And these are some of the things that he did. Um, when when Messiah spoke about what he de- did and why he did it, he said, "I don't do anything that I didn't see my father do," mm-hmm. which means God Himself puts a stamp of approval on these things. He puts a stamp of approval on his high holy days. He puts a stamp of approval on these prayers. He puts a stamp of approval on these celebrations of the things that he has done for the nation of Israel and for, by extension, us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I can understand. And one of the things that I try to make sure doesn't happen is that this doesn't become a habit, right? I don't just stand up and yep. 
I'm going to get through 30 minutes of liturgy as fast as I can. Here we go. Ready? Go. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's that. There's nothing heart involved there, right? Yeah. So it, we have to avoid that. But yeah. Yeah, I, I was uh, when I was in um, uh, Jerusalem a few years ago. We went to this. I went to this place called Padre Nostra, which is a which, uh-huh. is, which is Latin. easy for you to say. <laughs> it's Latin. yeah, really Latin. It means our Father. So I'm walking in with my Jewish guide, and so basically this garden is the Lord's Prayer. Um, in all the languages you could possibly imagine in this garden. And they'll have like little inscriptions on plaques and things like engravings. And we're walking in the tour guide just in a matter of almost not, not flippantly, but just kind of as a, uh, he made it as a, as a passing statement. He said, this is called Padre Nostra. We're walking in and there's a, the first thing you see is, is the prayer of uh, our father uh, in Hebrew. That was the Mm -hmm. first one you saw. And we walk in he said, yeah, yeah, he said, here's the prayer. He said, we pray this every Yom Kippur. Just kind of walked by. And, <laughs> and so, and so most Christians have no clue that the Our Father is actually a traditional prayer that every Jew prayed right. at Yom Kippur. So when Jesus prayed it, we think he's creating something brand new. And right. it's actually long from uh, antiquity that he, can, that he had prayed uh, over and over again. All right, guys. We're, we're, time just runs by so fast when we're on the radio here, but uh, we've got to stop and uh, uh, earn some money here. Um, we're going to be uh, right back after these messages. And uh, uh, on the Dave Ellswick Show, this is Alan Kerr filling in for Dave Ellswick. Good morning. This is Alan Kerr filling in for Dave Ellswick uh, on the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm sitting here with the Bible guys, um, as usually on Tuesday, Tuesday morning. Uh, on Tuesday mornings, mm-hmm. uh, Billy Miller, Scott Stewart from uh, Agape Church here in West Little Rock, and uh, we were in the midst of uh, answering our our first email uh, from John uh, that had sent a, a note in to us, and uh, Scott was uh, deep into that answer, and um, we're going to try to wrap that up and, and give John an answer here, aren't we, Scott? Yeah, we're going to try. <laughs> we'll try it the best we can. Uh, honestly, you could take a whole lecture and uh, spend on this. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, we were just talking about the uh, the traditional, what we call Christ, traditional Christian prayer known as the Our Father given to us by Jesus. Uh, and this was a this is a prayer that has this was existed well before Jesus uh, was even here, and he took it and he prayed it. So obviously there's nothing wrong with with having some sort of, of liturgy, as long as it's God-founded. Right. Uh, if you get something that is just man-made, denominationally founded, then you're going to have some. Uh, then you're going to have some issues and some problems. Just another quick uh, little story. Uh, I told you the story about when I was in Jerusalem, uh, but um, there was a, a lady. I was listening to this uh, testimony. She was. Um, uh, she was. She was as a Jewish girl. She was. She went to a Christian school, mm-hmm. uh, and um, later on in life, she um, when she I think she's in high school, maybe first year of college. She got actually got born again. And when she got born again, she was reading the New Testament, of course, and she read the part where Jesus taught them how to pray. Mm-hmm. And then she told the, the story how how it was. She said it was like a light went off. She said because I went to a parochial school, a religious school, and every day after the pledge of allegiance, we prayed the Our Father. And she said my entire time in school, I thought they did that. For me, the little Jewish girl, <laughs> she said it, it, was, it was a Christian school, but I right. thought they did it just for right. me because right. that was a prayer we always prayed. And so I thought for all those years they were doing that because I was in the class. And now I find out it's actually a prayer that Yeshua, which is his Hebrew name, Jesus actually uh, actually prayed. Right. And I thought, what a, what a what a how, how much have we disconnected? You know, our faith is actually technically called the Judeo-Christian faith. Right. But we've connected the Judeo so much from the Christian that we no longer even are able to relate mm-hmm. the two 
together. And I've told this story before, and I was witnessing, witnessing to a Jewish guy years ago, and I was, and every time I mentioned Jesus, I would use his Hebrew name, Yeshua, um, which those of you who listened to the show before, you know that you know there was not even a J in the English alphabet until after the time of Shakespeare. So nobody ever called Jesus, Jesus. His name was always Yeshua until we, until we took the Greek version and we anglicized it. Uh, but I kept using the word Yeshua, and, uh, and then I would use the word Messiah instead of Christ. And, uh, and the man stopped me and he said, he said, why, why are you refusing to use uh, Jesus' real name? I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, you keep saying uh, Jesus the Messiah or Yeshua the Messiah. Why are you refusing to call him Jesus Christ? And, I, and it, the penny dropped in my mind. I was like, what? This man actually thought that Christ was Jesus' last name. Right. He had, so here's a Jewish man. We're supposed to be bringing the gospel to these to these people. We have so disconnected mm-hmm, mm-hmm. our faith from its root that the people to whom the gospel first came don't even know that Christ means Messiah. They think it's his last name, right. like he's the son of Mister and Mrs. Christ. And so I and so I so I explained to him oh how it worked, and I realized, you know what? We really have to start speaking the language uh, that people can actually um, that can actually understand. And so to, to this to this to this question, uh, you know, certainly you need to be praying from your heart. That's what uh, the Lord uh, gave us. But when you're praying prayers that are actually in the Bible, there's absolutely no problem with that. We have prayers. Paul paid, prayed mm-hmm. several prayers in the book of Ephesians. No problem in praying a prayer that was already prayed in the uh, in the Scripture. I would, and by and large, the Psalms are nothing more than, the, the than pray- heartfelt prayers to music. Yep. So, so yeah. that, that's all. It's nothing new. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, I'm learning a lot, guys. I'm learning a lot. So, uh, but people didn't have last names back then. No, they didn't. Uh, It was like Jesus of Nazareth or Jesus, you know, son of son son of son of somebody. Yeah, 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 that's that's true. Uh, And to think that, so we know that. um, But when you're speaking to someone like this guy who was a Jewish person, Mm -hmm. they they think that our faith is some completely different thing. They they've lost. The connection was severed by, um, and particularly by by Constantine in 325, and he's the one who said, "Okay, we're not going to ever celebrate Passover anymore. Done. We're going to celebrate something new called Easter, which he took out of Babylon." Yeah. And so he began systematically to disconnect Christianity from its root. And now the people to whom it actually came no longer can recognize uh, what is uh, what actually grew up among them um, because uh, we've so disconnected it. But you're right; there was no last names, but they. But they believe that's his last name because wow. we have so, you know, uh, you know, Billy would know, but you know, my wife and I lived overseas for 26 years. So, and the Lord has blessed us. We, you know, we speak six languages between us. There's no way I could go to another country and preach in a foreign language and them understand what I'm saying. But unfortunately, we speak a foreign language yeah. when it comes to our faith. You talk to people who aren't saved or especially people who are of the Jewish persuasion they're they're not going to get it because we're speaking a language that they don't understand, and we violate um, some of the core modern day Christianity. Violate some of the core principles that our faith came out of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what is the definition of a false prophet? Well, right, yeah, um, a, a, a prophet who prophesies and then it doesn't come to pass, yeah. or any prophet, whether their prophecies come to pass or not, who says the law of Moses is of no accord. Right. Uh, anyone right. who would speak against the law, well, we do that. We do that in the modern church yeah. every weekend, yeah. right? Yeah. So um, we we have a problem here in that the moment you open your mouth and start talking about how you don't have to do that anymore, they're going to look at you and go, 
oh yeah okay great yeah. i'm gonna go somewhere else because you're a false prophet right um and and we don't understand that you can't even you know we'll talk a lot about sin in the new testament and then ask someone to define sin the only way you can define sin is against the law of Moses. Well, the Word of God tells you that sin is the transgression of the law. Transgression that's of the first, law. That's what in First law? John. <laughs> what uh, law? Well, the Antichrist. What is the title of the Antichrist? The lawless one. The lawless yeah. one. And what do we have in our churches? We preach lawlessness all the time. Ah. Now, am keep, I st- keep, keep nine out of the Ten Commandments. Right. Forget that Sabbath <laughs> Forget thing. Forget that Sabbath it's, thing. It's the only thing, the only <laughs> commandment the Lord said, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. In our churches, we say, ah, forget about it. Yeah, go mow the grass. Yeah, go, go mow, mow the, the grass. grass. Now, I will say, because it, it might sound like I'm telling you you have to keep the law to be saved. I, I didn't say that. No. Um, I'm not implying that. What I am telling you is it is the stick by which you will be measured. So, If, if you are a follower of Jesus, there are certain attributes and, and fruit you're going to have in your, yep. in your life. Uh, and uh, if you don't have fruit, then maybe you, you're not you're not living. And this this is part of the problem. We we have we have. Uh, there's a difference between. Well, let me put it this way. Jesus said, "If you love me, you're going to keep my word." Right. And we have people systematically saying, "Well, Jesus said this in the gospel, and we don't we're not going to do that anymore. We're not going to do that anymore. We're not right. going to do that." And it's basically based off of what we call premillennial dispensationalism. Yep, 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 when you yep. when you when you get a dispensational viewpoint of scripture where you're going to divide it up so much that you say, okay, this belongs to us and this doesn't belong to us. Uh, then you become the the arbiter of what you believe is right yep. and wrong. And that doesn't work. We got about 15 seconds guys before okay. we have to go to the break at the bottom of the hour. Uh, this is Alan Kerr and for Dave Ellswick on the Dave Ellswick show. Uh, we're here with the Bible guys and uh, 501-823-0965. If you've got a question for these guys, um and and uh, they'd be glad to answer it for you we'll be right back good morning this is alan kerr filling in for dave ellswick who's on vacation very well deserved vacation um i'm jealous i i've been trying to take one all year and i, I tried to take one the week before my daughter got married and um um you know just just to have some time off to help her and and they keep they, they'll they'll keep dragging you in it never fails so uh um, but so, anyway, we're, we're glad that he's able to take some time off. I'm here with the Bible guys, uh, Billy Miller, Scott Stewart of, of, uh, the Agape church. And, uh, uh, these guys have been educating me this morning and, um, we've got a, a couple of, uh, a good questions here. If you've got a question for these guys is 501-823-0965. And, uh, they would be glad to try to help answer your question. I've got a question here emailed in from hope. Uh, I understand that we're in the middle of something called the Days of Awe. Uh, could you explain what that is exactly? I believe that the, the Day of Atonement is coming up next week. And I was curious what you guys thought uh, the church should be doing at the time, um, at that time or shouldn't be doing. Jesus is our atonement, so why would we or should we uh, be celebrating this day, if at all, uh, sorry for the shotgun approach to these questions, but I, I find it really interesting. So, Hope, that was a good question. Well, will turn these guys loose on you. All right. Uh, I'll kind of start the question from back to, to front. Uh, she says that Jesus is our atonement, so why would we be doing this? Uh, and that's that's a very common thing that people say. <laughs> They'll say, uh, well, Passover has already happened, so why would we even still celebrate Passover? Jesus fulfilled that and so forth. Uh, and I get kind of the way, what you're thinking there, but but we don't take this logic towards anything else. For example, do we say Christmas? Why should we celebrate Christmas? Well, Wasn't he already born? Right. Yeah. We don't say that. Or Fourth of July again? 
Didn't we already beat the British once? Right. Yeah. Why do we keep doing what's already been passed? Well, well my wife still celebrates my birthday. So there you, you know, go. Yeah. That's so. right. The birthdays. <laughs> and, the, 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 and you want her to do that for many, many yeah, more yes, years. Yes. Right? And so, I celebrate hers. There you go. God help me every time I get a chance. <laughs> and and and, and uh, try this, gentlemen. Anniversary again? Yeah. Are you yeah. kidding? Didn't yeah. I marry you a lot? So the idea that you cease from celebrating something just because it's already happened, uh, we don't apply that to anything else in our life. Thanksgiving, again, didn't we celebrate it last year? There are some things that are kept in perpetuity as memorials of events. I mean, right. just think about this for a moment. When God instituted Passover, which was about obviously about being the, the people being delivered out of Egypt, yeah. When he del- when he instituted Passover, Billy, when he gave it to them, had they not already been delivered from Egypt? Let me check. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, let me check. So, so he gave them Passover <laughs> to celebrate as a celebration of them coming out of Egypt, but he gave it to them after they were out of Egypt. Right. So he gave it to them as a memorial of what had already happened, but also it was a prophetic foretelling of the future Passover that was going to come through Messiah. So we do things in memorial right. of what God has done, like anniversaries and Christmas and, and all those things. Like, how about Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday? Do we keep do that every year? Yeah. Well, has any already raised from the dead? Yes. But that doesn't stop us from doing things in memorial. But at the same time, it's prophetic in the sense there's a future resurrection coming right. that we're right. all going to get to experience. So, so yes, the uh, hope there – we do things um, – that have already happened in the past uh, as a memorial of what happened, but they're also prophetic. Uh, in, I believe it's Colossians chapter 2, uh, the Apostle Paul says, uh, let me just turn that really uh, quickly. I'll pass over to you, Billy, while I, while I try to find this sure. verse of Scripture. Uh, one of the other things that I will say here, a couple things uh, real quick. Uh, number one, these are not the feasts of the Jews. That's correct. Um, God said these are the feasts of the Lord, meaning that they don't they don't belong to the Jews. They belong to god and and god has said keep these so there's the big there's the big reason that i do it right if if i don't understand anything else i do understand that god said hey do this number two you will continue to keep uh, at least some number of these it, when when messiah returns we know for a fact that you'll keep sukkot the uh, tabernacles because if you don't you'll be cursed according to scripture so if we have been celebrating them and we're going to continue to be celebrating then we probably should be celebrating uh and then secondarily uh, part of the re- or, or tertiarily i guess at this point part of the reason that we continue to do this is for the same reason uh that that we were doing them prior to messiah right because they were foreshadowing of the things to come understand that the spring feasts have been fulfilled but the fall feasts are still to be fulfilled mm-hmm. therefore we continue to do this because it is a foreshadowing of what is to come why do we do su- uh, sukkot why do we sukkot live together tabernacles, tabernacles sorry uh which is coming up very quickly mm-hmm. yay i'm so excited mm-hmm. I, the tabernacle is my favorite time of the year yeah. so um why do we do this because messiah said hey i'm coming back and when i come back i am going to tabernacle with you yeah. I'm, I'm going to spend some time here with you. We're going to spend a thousand years together. Well, isn't it nice that we get the promise of that repeated year after year yeah. after year? I get to spend some time. We're, we're literally going to be camping together uh, for, for four or five days. Isn't it nice to spend some time with my brothers and sisters going, hey, this is a foreshadow of what is to come. Yeah. And when it's finally fulfilled, not only will we be all together, but Messiah will be here as well. Book of Revelation. Uh, at the end of the book of Revelation says, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. Isaiah says, or Zechariah says, that there'll be a new heaven, there'll be new earth, and at that time, you will, we will be celebrating uh, tabernacles. Uh, it, it's, these things 
because of dispensationalism, premillennial dispensationalism, we've carved up the scripture to where we say, yeah. okay, God does these things at this time and these things at this time. They don't overlap, and that only works in some theological tool created by somebody uh, in the uh, in the 1860s. Uh, this uh, this is from uh, uh, Colossians uh, and uh, chapter two, and it says, "Don't let anyone judge you regarding in a drink or regarding a a feast day festival." a new moon or a Sabbath there, the Sabbath here goes, which are a shadow of things to come. Right. But the substance is Christ. So it's all about Jesus. So he's saying all these things, they're, they're shadows of what's to come. So this is the prophetic thing. You're doing it prophetically because it's still yet to come. So hope a lot of these things, these festivals it says new moon Sabbath, these are a shadow of things yet to come. So right. some things are past. Yes, but you celebrate those in memorial. Some things are yet to happen. You're celebrating those in a prophetic foretelling of what's going to be uh, what's going to be happening, and you can look all through the scriptures uh, and see how that that uh, even after the Holy Ghost came on the Feast of Pentecost, uh, which by the way, uh, after the death, burial, and resurrection of the Messiah, the first thing He tells the new church to do is go celebrate Pentecost. Yep, go celebrate yep. the Feast of Shavuot, which is found in Leviticus twenty-three. So the first thing He sends them to do is to celebrate one of the feasts of the Lord, and then even after that happens. You find at least, I think, twice in the book of Acts, the Apostle Paul saying, I must by all means keep the Feast of Pentecost right. happening in Jerusalem. Yeah. Well, why would he do that if it's already been fulfilled? Because there's future outpourings coming along. Well, I mean, and the whole reason we celebrate anything is so that we don't forget them. That's right. right. I mean, so that uh, so we keep them in our memories and that we keep them in the forefront of our mind and, and remind us each each year or yep. every time we celebrate them to um uh how important they were absolutely to our lives and and yep. to our history and whether it's thanksgiving or right. or passover or yep. whatever the case it, may be it yes. might behoove us um to take just a moment and run through the three fall um feasts oh. and discuss them because uh, we can get this wrong idea about what they're for right so we've we've already had um Yom Teruah at this point um, in, in the secular world generally called Rosh Hashanah. Uh, Yom Teruah, though, is literally the day of trumpets, the, the blowing of the trumpets. And the significance here is that this represented the the arrival of the king. That's right. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm still looking for a king to show and, up. And I want to hear a trumpet right? blast in the sky. Right. You better believe I, it. I've heard something about that last trump. Uh, um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for that still. The, the day of uh, Yom Kippur is all about opening the books and judgment. I'm pretty sure I still see that at the back of the book. There's back a great there. white throne judgment coming, right. people. Hello. And then Tabernacles is all about dwelling together. <laughs> I'm still waiting for that. And as he's well. on his way. And let's not, so, forget, let's not forget, he died at the Feast of Passover. Right. He was raised at the Feast of First Fruits. He sent the Holy Ghost on the Feast of Pentecost. Oh, my goodness. Every major thing that happened in Christianity happened on a Jewish or a Feast of the Lord. Right. Do you think deemed. maybe. The rest of them are going to happen, or the rest yeah. of them are going to be fulfilled as well. If you fill fulfilled the first three, he's fulfilling the last four, or fill the first four, they're filling the last three. Right, that's the right. way it's going to happen. And to think that we that we've we've disinherited ourselves from the scripture, and we call ourselves Bible people or Word people, yeah. yet we have cut this thing up so much of the book. that we have created a a faith that would have been foreign to the first century believers. I, I once to, told a pastor friend of mine. Um, Particularly as I as I started moving closer to the, to how I worship these days, and he wanted to know why, mm-hmm. and I said, "Here's the problem, Pastor. If Jesus Himself walked in the back of your church today, you would want Him to cut His hair, shave His beard, change His clothes, put on a suit, and get baptized in His own name for the remission of His sins to come out of 
the religion that he's in and become a Christian. That's the problem with the modern day church. The modern day church does not look like what Messiah came to create and to to fulfill. Create is the wrong word there. To fulfill. Uh, the, the modern day church doesn't look anything like what Messiah gave us. Um, you know, and we have we have taken that first two thirds of the book and kind of lopped it off and called it old and therefore irrelevant. Mm-hmm. And that is simply not the case. When those books are open and you are judged, please understand. Now, again, not talking about salvation, uh, but there is a judgment whether you are saved or unsaved. The That's first right. judgment is goats and sheep. Mm-hmm. But once we get to the sheep, a whole bunch of us are getting a whooping on top of that, right? <laughs> uh, Pastor Steve always talks about he who wins at that particular judgment is the one who comes away with the least ashes. Because what you're going to do is you're going to go in and God's going to examine everything and burn out all the dross. And what will be left is what you get to walk away with. And you're hoping you've got a really small pile of ashes at that point, right? He, did, yeah. he didn't have to take care of a lot because I already took care <laughs> of it uh, with, with the with the help of the Spirit. But, Amen. Um, you know, these things, well, there is there is no new Right. Without, without right. the foundation of right. the old. Right. I mean, the book of Revelation has 440 verses, I believe. But there are over 500 quotes and references in the book of Revelation from the Old Testament. Right. There, there are more quotes than there are verses. And when you then you realize, okay, so I can't understand the book of Revelation right. unless I understand the Old Testament. So, so one is based upon another. And let's not forget, Jesus said, don't even think that I've come to destroy the law and the prophets. Our problem is not only do we think it, we believe we live it, it, and yeah. we teach it. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to take a uh, short break here, folks, uh, make a little money. I am Alan Kerr with In for the Dave Ellswick Show. Um, well, Dave Ellswick's on vacation. We're here with the Bible guys, and uh, we got some more questions to answer when we come back. Good morning. This is Alan Kerr in for Dave Ellswick on vacation, and I'm here with the Bible guys this morning, uh, Billy Miller, Scott Stewart of Agape Church, and uh, we were working on a uh, uh, question from Hope. We're going to try to finish that up and tie that up for her. Yeah. Uh, Hope asked the question uh, about uh, the days of awe, uh, and uh, the days of awe, uh, they're called uh, Yamim Norim in Hebrew, and it basically is the time between the Feast of Trumpets and Yom Kippur. So the, the Feast of Trumpets starts off with the blasting of trumpets, the, the Jewish theology. Now, of course, it becomes, now it's our theology. We don't know, it's, we, don't know we get our theology from <laughs> right, it. But right. the, 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 the theology of the Jewish people before Jesus existed, they believed that when the, when the trumpet blasted, that the dead, or that, that that was the sign that the king was on his way, the dead were raised, the resurrection happened, they stood before Messiah the king, and he passed judgment um, upon them. And so the days of awe are the time frame between the first trumpet blast and then the resurrection of the dead for judgment. And what happens during that 10 days is people repent. Right. It's a time of repentance, asking God to forgive them. Um, also, if, 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 my, if my brother over here, if I believe he has something against me, my job in this 10 days is not only to repent to God, but to go to my brother and say, you know, I think I've done something that's offended you and and I'm so sorry. Imagine if the Christian world, at least once a year, would go to everybody, everybody. they offended mm-hmm. or everybody they believe has offended them and get it right. Yeah, yeah. I'm not it, sure there's enough time. <laughs> I just don't think there's enough time, guys. <laughs> and so, so that's what the ten days of awe is. You are in awe of God's wonderful forgiveness that's available to you, and because of His great love and forgiveness, and the awe and wonder of the arrival of the King. You want to get it right, not only with God, but with right. with fellow man. And that's what the prodigal son story is about. 
The prodigal son comes back and says two things. Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. And we don't realize that sin is also against people. And that's what the 10 days of all are given. It's a grace period. It is. is. And and that's what I was going to say. It is a final opportunity. So the leading up to Yom Teruah, we we had the month of Elul, which is a month that we spend doing self-examination, right? How... What is the condition of my soul? Are there people I need to go talk to? And then the trumpets sound, and they've been sounding up to that point, but then the trumpets sound, and then you've got 10 days. You've got 10 Anything you didn't get straight in the month of July, it is one final grace period because God is so merciful. The will of God is this, that none should be lost. That's right. God is so merciful that he's like, look, I, I've, I've warned you, and I've come and sit down on my throne. And I'm I'm ten days ahead of schedule. Understand that. I'm not going to judge you for ten days. I just want you to know I'm sitting here it's looking grace. at the books. Yeah, yeah. And and if there's still something on these books you need to deal with, this is your last chance. Deal with it. Um, so that we we are at that time um, when at some point in the God help us near future, the Messiah is going to be sitting on the throne, mm-hmm. and you're going to stand before the judgment throne. And now is the time. This is a reminder every year. Now is still the time get to right. get those things mm-hmm. corrected, yeah. to deal with that brother who has hurt you or, or whom you have hurt, to go and say, hey, look, man, I'm sorry. And if there's anything I can do to correct it, let me know and I'll do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, and so those are the 10 days of all hope. Uh, that's a very uh, condensed version. And then and then lastly, what should the what should we be doing or not doing during this time? What we do is um, uh, on Yom Kippur every year, our, our offices are, are shut down and we have 12 hours of prayer. Uh, the building is open, uh, and we have a community element set around the the, current, the the church auditorium. People can come in. They we encourage them to to fast during this time. They they come in during their their breakfast hour. They come in uh, during their lunch hour. They come mm-hmm. in off and on throughout the day. Uh, and uh, pe- the auditorium is open for prayer. And we're believing for the salvation of the nations. That the, the gospel makes it to the nations. The nations realize their need for God, and they and they turn to the Lord. So um, that's what we do. We're, actually, we started off on Wednesday night with a, mm-hmm. a worship and communion service uh, because in the Hebrew And that would be tomorrow night. That's tomorrow night. That's tomorrow right. 7 o'clock. 7 to 1 Napa, Napa. 7 o'clock. 7 to 1 Napa Valley Drive. And, and Hebraically speaking or biblically speaking, actually, the day begins in the evening. Right. So uh, Yom Kippur actually starts tomorrow night. That's why the Bible says the evening and the, in the creation, the evening and the morning were the first day. because And it's still that way in Israel today. The, the evening begins the new day. So... It actually starts tomorrow uh, tomorrow night. Hey, and so, Pastor, is there a reason that God always talks about moving from darkness to light? Oh, oh. I, don't, I don't know. Oh, what do you I'm think, sorry. Billy? I'm sorry. Yeah. I think there's a possibility yeah. that there's the a reason. evening and the morning were the first day. That even the way he counts time yep. is prophetic. We yep. will move from darkness to light. Not the other way around. We're never going to move from light to darkness. We're moving from darkness to light. That's right. That's right. Woo. Okay. Wow. I'm a little wound up this I think that's, yeah. I think hopefully, hope we answered your question there. Yeah. Um, well, thank you, Hope, for that question, yes. and uh, um, hopefully answered uh, answered it well. We got about uh, four minutes. What can we do in four minutes? Can we got another question that I, you could you can zip through, or uh, what I we think got? we can give it our best shot. Yeah, yeah. Um, said, could you guys tell me how to deal with the disappointment of the failing of America or the falling of America? Also, how and what do we do with the current state of the church regarding the falling away of so many church members? Most churches are reporting only about fifty to sixty percent church attendance right now. Yeah. Um. Um. Really, just really quickly, I would say, um, as far as uh, dealing with the falling of America, I would say um, that we should um, pray for our country uh, and pray for our leadership as we're commanding the word, pray for all those in authority that we might live a quiet and peaceable life. So I would 
I would commit it to prayer, but I'd also encourage you in this way, put no hope in right. the governments of men. Right. They will fail you every single time. Uh, let your focus be on the kingdom of God, on preaching the gospel, on on, on focusing on the Lord. Uh, let your strength be given to uh, the church and and stop trying to uh, stop trying to um, just don't put your hope in, in in men. It's just they're gonna they're gonna fail you no matter how they're good they are. They're gonna disappoint you. They're gonna disappoint you. That's right. And, yeah. And so you will always see their failings as America's falling. Uh, and um, and so. You can pray for them as we should and as we do, mm-hmm. um, but I would not um, focus too much on that. Yeah, yeah. You get disappointed. You get disappointed if you put your too much faith in people. And, and remember that this is a, a temporary thing, right? Um, Messiah is coming, mm-hmm. uh, and he'll. There is a statement: Messiah will fix it when he comes. Uh, that is a right. when when a when a good Jewish boy gets a little frustrated, the response is: Messiah will fix it when he comes. Um, <laughs> so this too will be fixed. Um, God needed to give us every opportunity to try every form of self government that we could imagine to prove to us that we were incapable yeah. of that. So it, it doesn't surprise me at all um, that we are in the state that we are in right now. That yeah. that the the system has become corrupt at its very core, and don't think this is a new thing, and don't well, think this is a D or an R thing. Yeah, and the further we get away from God, the right. worse it gets. The right. worse I mean, it just, gets. Just, That's right. Just a disaster. <laughs> Amen, my brother. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, the, the Word tells us, it says that we should cast our care on the Lord because He cares for us. If you're dealing with depression, the Bible says, put on the garment of praise with right. the spirit of heaviness. Just begin to worship God and spend your focus and put your focus on Him, and you'll find yourself soon climbing out of that uh, hole Maybe we should watch less CNN and Fox News and spend more time watching uh, what God does and watching his word. And I think if you'll find a balance in your life, I agree. then the things will change for Amen. you. I mean, Amen. Man, I tell you what, I've had to turn stuff off. You, just, you do, don't you? Yeah. Uh, it just, if you want to be depressed, leave the TV on. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's you right. know, it, it, goodness. Especially on a news channel. Oh, yeah. I heard Lord. somebody say years ago, it's kind of, uh, kind of corny, but they said uh, the reason why we call it a television is because it's telling a vision yeah yeah and if you oh look, that's good and that's if you listen good. to that vision you'll begin to see that yeah. vision and that vision most of the time is not good if it okay. comes from the news well thank you guys this has been alan kerr in for the dave yes, ellswick show you. uh subbing in for dave ellswick we'll be right back um after this but um i'm done for the morning and uh, i'll see you next tuesday fellas and and uh, i'll be here next tuesday for it fell in for dave again thanks and looking forward to uh uh, to our lengthy and and <laughs> our our uh, very lively discussions uh, next week. This has been Alan Kerr. Have a great week.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.